This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Bird. And today I am Jackson Wells. And today we're going to be talking about the Casanova Killer. This, yes, this we should are. have been a Valentine's episode. The yeah. Casanova Killer. Way to drop the ball. I am so prepared. We did the Lipstick Killer. We did. I'm so prepared this week. Well, I did send you the notes. Usually you don't even look at the notes before the show. This time I did send them to you yesterday. Yeah, yes, you did. And mm-hmm. I definitely looked at them. Oh, good. Good. Yep. So what is the Casanova Killer's actual name? Harold. No. All right. Have uh, we ever covered a Harold? Sure. I'm, I I think you would have to kill a lot of people for you to be for people to be scared of you if your name was Harold. Eh. Like Harold Wayne Gacy, I don't think would have been as fearsome. Harold Bundy would have been a pro like No, I think who, Harold Wayne Gacy, I disagree with you. Really? I I I I moderately, no, I strongly disagree with you. It's like, you know, one of those little scaling right. things. I, I strongly disagree with you. If, if it was like, my name is Harold Wayne Gacy, I'd be like, yeah, you're definitely going to kill a lot of people. Okay, maybe. I don't like the way you say okay like that. How should I say it? Like, okay. Okay. No, like huh. this. Ready? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one better. Okay. Uh, not... I don't like that one. Oh. I don't like the. It's it sounds like somebody honked your nose as you said it. How about okay? No, don't like it. Do you remember at the end of the Karate Kid movie? No, of course you don't. So I'm gonna tell you at the end of uh, Karate Kid when uh, actually technically I think it was the, the beginning. It was the beginning of Karate Kid Two, Ooh. even though it was all shot at the same time. I think it was, or if it was reshot, it was supposed to be done. I don't remember that part, but anyway, whatever. It it it's it happens after the events of Karate Kid One, but it's the beginning of Karate Kid Two, when Miyagi he goes honk he he does that to uh crease right to crease's nose, that's what it sounded like. Okay, dog is going to die today. Yes, we have a snoring dog in the background. She, she closes her eyes and immediately begins to snore. <laughs> well, she is a like half boxer, half master. She has that smushed up face. <sighs> Greatest dog in the world, but fuck, man. Get her a CPAP. A C- your dog. A CPUP. A CPUP. CPUP, yeah. So, uh, so all right, his name is um, Vlad. No. Mm, George? No. Terrence? No. Tom? No. What letter is it? It begins with a P. Paul? Yes. I said that right now. Yes, you did. This was, yeah, like almost eight. Eight times, mm-hmm. eight chances. Paul. Yeah, well, eight times a charm. That's what What's his name? Say. Paul John Knowles. I don't like it. Oh, he's a bad person, so you shouldn't like it. Yeah. So you you gave me the link, and I didn't look at it. I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, what was that like? That's that's fine. You mm-hmm. you come in blind. It's fine. Go ahead, but ask away like do you recall the last time you did like kind of check through the notes before an episode for this show yeah no 
No, probably early on. I'm going to guess Jack the Ripper was the last time. Maybe. I didn't even need to check the notes for that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, because I think at some point it was just like, I just want to come in blind. Like, I just, I I was like, no, nah, I, I, there's something I like about not knowing exactly. Like, like, I know who we're talking about usually. Well, yeah, you usually ask me through the week, who are we talking about several times? Sure. Okay. We don't need to say it like that. We don't need to throw me under the bus. All right. I'm a strong man. And I need people to know how strong I am. Like, you know, I need them to know how tough I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't make me look Well, then tough. you threw the bus after I threw you under the bus. Right. That's how tough you are. Right. You're a bus thrower. I'm a bus thrower, like the Hulk. Yeah. The yeah. Hulk. Yeah. You're like the Hulk. And I went, Jackson Smash. Jackson Smash. That's demolition. Right. That's Axe and Smash. Oh. Yeah. We're Jack- and Crush. We're, we're Jackson Brax with Snacks and Facts. That's the other show. Oh, that's the other one. And what is that other show? Pedantic. Ah, that's P-O-D-A-N-T-I-C. Yeah, you could you could check us out on uh I guess Spotify and uh Plum Podcasts and all the all the podcast things. All the fruity podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yeah. uh Google that's Podcasts. That's not a fruit, uh, but you right. can find us there. You can find Murder My Dude there. Wherever you found Murder My Dude, you're gonna find Pedantic as well. Just look yeah. up P-O-D-A-N-T-I-C. Yeah. Uh, that's our other show. Check it out. We we do talk uh, facts, random facts, and um, cool tidbits and stuff like that. Some history, uh, etymology of words. Um, Whenever we feel like talking about that particular episode. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's our other show. Uh, but this show, this is Murder My Dude. It is. And you could email us if you have any questions or comments at murdermydude at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. Most places, just look up Murder My Dude. Uh mm-hmm. On Facebook, we're Podcast My Dude, but if you search Murder My Dude, you'll find us. Yes, you We will. say this every week. We do. Uh, I also ask you to tell a friend if you enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. If you if you uh, did not enjoy the show, please keep that to yourself. Yeah. Or you can send us a, an email, I guess. Tell a wrestler? Uh, yeah, tell a wrestler. You could do that. A few wrestlers, I believe, listen to the show or at least follow us on social media. Yeah. Um, they you, just pat our numbers. That's it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. You could also uh, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. You can give us a five-star review. Yeah. And a five-star frog splash. Don't do that. Don't do that. Especially you wrestlers. Well, actually, the wrestlers could probably do it safer than some of the other listeners. Sure. They're going to know how to do it. Right. But anyway, that uh, yeah, that, that's, that should cover that. So, if uh, like I said, if you have any questions or comments, uh, email us um, or anything. Uh, follow us. Uh, go to projecthumanoid.com if yeah, you want to buy our merch. The if merch you wanna, store is there. If you want to support us. If you're like, hey, you know what? I want to put 50 cents in his pocket. Because uh, that's approximately what we get on each sale. <laughs> uh, it's not. But we, we use those, um, what are they called? Like Print on demand. Print on demand yeah. uh, things. So it's like, it's not like, so if a shirt is, let's just say a shirt's $15. It might be 12 I don't, I don't, I don't remember what, what the price is. Mm-hmm. But let's just say it's 15 right? Right. We don't get it. We, we get a portion of that. We get like $11.35. We don't. Oh. Uh, we get maybe like six. Oh, okay. That's that's better than I thought. Actually. Something like that. Five. Apparently, uh, I don't know if I'm talking out of, out of school here. Mm-hmm. Apparently, pro wrestling tees is not very good for that for the wrestlers. Like, they get a very small fraction of what they sell on pro wrestling tees. The wrestlers get a small. Yeah. Really? I, and may, maybe like bigger wrestlers get a better deal. Like the more you sell. Yeah. But like if you're kind of just on the up and coming and and you're only moving a few here, a few there, you, apparently you get very very little of that. Really? Yeah. Well, that's shitty. Um, yeah, I think I think we get something like 
if it's like a because you you set your price so i mean like we could sell a, a shirt for 40 bucks and we will we won't oh we will not do that uh because our audience is very affluent right you say affluent or affluent Apparently, I say fluent. Uh, apparently, apparently, you do. They're yeah. fluent in English. They're fluent in French. They're fluent in Spanish. You're right. Yeah. And they're also affluent. They have money. Yeah. They're Ben affluent. This is a prestige podcast. That was fucking awful. Let's and raise when that I one. call this that this is a prestige podcast, what I mean is a Jackson Wells, I kill him after every episode, mm-hmm. and then I use a clone of him. Correct. Spoiler. Um... I should have said spoiler before. I said right. That. That's not how. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The movie's 20 years old. It's fine. Uh, let's not talk about seven. Oh. So anyway, um, yeah, you could go and and What's and in the box and uh, buy our merch. Our merch is in the box. Our T-shirt. Oh, that's what. Or maybe a pillow. It probably comes in a package or a like mug. One of those, like it uh, doesn't matter. Just let oh. me finish. Um. So you could buy our merch uh, and support us, and eventually we'll get around to doing that whole Patreon thing. Here's what I think we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I think. We're going to have one Patreon, right? Right. It'll be a Pro- Project Humanoid Patreon. I like it. You pay a couple bucks a, mo- a month. The PHP. Sure. And with that, you get access to the bonus content for Murder My Dude, mm-hmm. bonus content for Pedantic. I like it. And um, and a signed autograph from you. Oh. Autographed what? An autographed autograph. Oh, just like a piece of paper? I'm like, I don't have 8x10s. You should. I, I should not. Nobody wants an 8x10. I do. Why would you want an 8x10? Because I just bought darts. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way anybody would want that. Um, I, I, I guess it would just be bonus content for Murder My Dude <laughs> and Pedantic. Uh, is there a way to do like a... And I don't know the answer to this. You, you handle this side of the operation. Sure. Is there like a coupon code for the merch store? We could do like an exclusive coupon code. For the merch store? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can do like a patron-exclusive coupon code. Yeah, I guess. Get them a deep discount. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm guessing that's something that would have to be... That way, the people that are nice enough to give us money, mm-hmm. we can try to get more money from them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving us your, that $2. Yeah. Now give us more. more. Yeah, of your $2. $2. So anyway, uh, so that's all that. But as we do each week... We move on from our our little um, uh because I I don't want to be too long uh, on the tooth right now. Long in the tooth doesn't mean you're getting old. You're getting long in the tooth. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Does that mean about getting old? I thought that meant about just talking, uh, uh like long winded. Uh, yeah, I thought long in the tooth meant oh they're getting a little long in the tooth. It meant like like a when an animal gets long in the tooth, it's because their gums are receding because of age. Right. Th- yeah. This is more of a pedantic. Stay tuned. That's a cliffhanger. We will look into that on pedantic next week. From our murder. Oh, wait. Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's, we're not going through the show that quick. Okay. But what we do is after we're done, just like, you know, yip yapping for a little bit, mm-hmm. we move on to a, a segment called This Week Murder. It's called This Week in Murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's officially well, part of the. Oh, you shouldn't have kept talking because I was, I was starting to go into the thing. That's what. See, you're new to this. I am. Right. Uh, after I go this week in murder, uh, it's usually a lot louder, but I, I'm right near the window and I just don't want to be so loud right now. Uh, just cause it's just like, I don't want to draw attention. Usually when I do, there's nobody outside today. There's people outside. You know what I mean? Unless we want to soundproof the windows. Um, usually I do that 
and then you whisper something, uh, which you didn't do this week, so you drop the ball again. Uh, and then I go right into the headline. All right, let's try it again. <clears throat> this week, murder. Instructions. Former NFL player kills five self in Carol- South Carolina shooting spree. Oh. Philip Adams, a South Carolina native and former special teams player and safety for several NFL teams, yeah. killed himself during a standoff with police after killing five others and critically injuring a six. Why would he do that? Nobody knows, really. Hmm. Nobody's quite sure. All we know is that mass shootings are back, yeah. and they're back in a big way. There was, It's not going to be in This Week in Murder because we prepped this a while ago, but there's actually one today. Actually, I believe it was late yesterday. It was at a FedEx facility near Indianapolis International Airport. There was somebody that shot like eight people. But we're not going to cover that because I prepped this a long time ago, <laughs> and it's actually last week in murder, if you want to redo the thing. Oh. Um, last week, murder. I'm too lazy to add stories. Former NFL player. We really don't have to go through the. uh, Yeah. Uh, As we were saying, Philip Adams was a former NFL player. Yeah. And he killed five, injured another, and then killed himself. Mm. The victims included Dr. Robert Leslie, Mm -hmm. 70. Yeah. His wife, Barbara. Yeah. Their two grandchildren, Ada and Noah, nine and five, respectively. And 38-year-old James Lewis, who had been working at the Leslie residence. Uh, did you know this guy? No. You've never heard of Philip Adams? He was, a, no. He was, never played for the Eagles, which is the team we follow the most. If he was would have been with the Eagles, I probably would have known him. Right. And he was like a seventh-round pick. He was mainly a special teams guy. I mean, guy. what was, was Tom Brady? He was a sixth-round pick. Uh-huh. But he, he was not a standout player. Right. Yeah. He, he, was, uh, he was a defensive back and not like a star. He had a handful of interceptions, but he was... He bounced around the league. He was on practice squads. He was on like the kickoff coverage team. Gotcha. But yeah, not like a name player. A uh, sixth victim, air conditioning technician Robert Shook, uh, was in critical condition at the time we prepared this and has undergone several surgeries, but it looks like he is going to make it. Oh, good. So he could probably tell us what the fuck happened. Well, he can give us an idea, but I don't know if he's going to have a motive. I don't know if anybody's going to know the motive because that probably went to the grave with Mr. Adams here. Police found evidence at the crime scene that indicated Adams may have been involved. They went to Adams' parents' home, evacuated them because they suspected he was there, and they attempted to have Adams turn himself in. Police used a robot to scan the house after talks broke off and found Adams dead in a bedroom from a single self-inflicted 45 caliber gunshot wound. The 45 was likely used in the attack on the Leslies, as was a different 9mm weapon. The motive behind the attack is still uncertain, Although it is believed that Adams was a patient of Dr. Leslie's. So maybe there was a argument over medical stuff. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe he was, maybe he wanted more, like a prescription or something. And, yeah. You know, well, I mean, we can, it's only Why speculation. Kill the kids then, though? Why kill a five-year-old and a nine-year-old? Uh, it could be one of those things where you snap and you're like, yeah, you know, who, whose grandkids were they? Uh, they were the doctor's grandkids. He killed the doctor, his wife, and, and their, their two grandkids and a guy who was working at the house. Yeah, that, that, okay. Wow. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, you never know what's going on in somebody's head like that. A standout at the small South Carolina State University. That's a tongue twister. Well, maybe he had, uh... Maybe he did. Maybe we're going to get there. Oh. Uh, Adams was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the seventh round of the 2010 NFL Draft. He would also go on to play for the Patriots, Seahawks, Raiders, Jets, and Falcons. Mm -hmm. Like most NFL players, Adams had a share of injuries 
including a severe ankle injury at the end of his rookie year and two concussions in quick succession during his 2012 season with the then Oakland Raiders. Mm. Of course, now the Los Angeles Raiders. Adams had a handful of minor traffic citations and a pending criminal charge stemming from a 2016 incident in Mecklenburg County, South Carolina, that police did not elaborate further on. Mm. Many in the community were shocked that Adams, the son of a schoolteacher, would do something so heinous. His first grade teacher called him one of her favorite students over her 43-year career. Alonzo Adams, Philip's father, added, quote, I can say he's a good kid. He was a good kid. And I think the football messed him up. He didn't talk much. He didn't bother nobody. So yeah, quiet kid, always kept to himself throughout like his youth. And his father does think that maybe there was a concussion thing because he did have those two concussions in 2012. Yeah, but what, what about what I was going to say? Oh, I, I thought that might be where you were going. What were we going to say? Indigestion. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, something you eat something that doesn't agree with you. Yeah. Maybe uh, the doctor he... refused to prescribe Mylanta of some sort. Right, yeah. Like that ran... Tadeen ran to whatever it's called that shit yeah. that was taken off the market that yeah. was given stomach ca- yeah may- maybe like maybe he was like I want stronger tums and he said no and then he was like well I'm gonna shoot you and maybe then, he and then, and then he goes no you're not and he goes yes I am and he goes no you're not and then he goes yes I am I'm gonna kill you your broad and your grandkids and he goes no you're not dare you I don't think this happened. And then he goes, dude, I'm serious. And he's like, double dog dare you. And then he does it. And then and then the doctor goes, why? And he goes, because you double dog dared me. Yeah, I could see it if it was a triple dog there, because then you have to do it. Well, that's what makes it really messed up is that he did it on a double yeah, dog dare. That's unacceptable. Yeah. That's completely unacceptable. You don't do that. Well, he did. And maybe that's why he killed himself, because if he would have gotten the triple dog there... You think you think he was in the room and goes, I fucking should have did it on a triple dog. should have held up for the triple dog. God damn it. I could have gotten off. Yeah. Because, look, if I'm on the jury, he's like, look, he triple dog dared me. I only would have convicted him for the, the, the guy that was working there, because he didn't say anything about that. Right. Yeah. He, he was screwed, no matter what, really. Yeah. Okay. Next story. Next story. I don't know what it is. I don't know. You're, you're hiding it. You're hiding it. Technical difficulties. Oh, there we go. Gang films murder dismemberment of Brazilian woman. Gabriela Lima Santana, 21, was officially reported missing on March 13th, but it's believed she disappeared long before that. Long before. Her dismember... Well, like a month or two. Three... Uh, <laughs> Not that long. 30 years. No, no. She's only 21. You stupid. Oh. Hmm. Uh, it is believed that she had disappeared long before that, but uh, nobody knows... Her dismembered body was eventually found when her arm floated to the surface of a ditch. And it pointed this way. Body here! Body! It had a sign. Yeah. Look down. Where's the rest of me? It's a long sign. Yeah. Uh, The workers, a worker, Mm. was removing garbage that was dumped in this ditch. And and then this arm pops up out of, no sign, really, uh, but an arm popped up out of the water as they were clearing garbage out along with the garbage the ditch contained a suitcase in which santana's body had been placed after being chopped up okay it's believed that her arm fell out of the suitcase while it was being lifted out of the ditch by an excavator oh i see so like the the suitcase broken and the arm kind of popped out because it's probably the lightest part and it just kind of floated to the top sure police were called and eventually found santana's head torso other arm and legs in the suitcase as well as saul's knives 
and other tools to take use to take her body apart. So I, I had a little typo here in the notes. I said other arms. Like, she had more than two arms. Was she that dude from She's, fucking Mortal Kombat? Yeah, she was Goro. That's topical. Mortal Kombat's coming out soon. It, it is. Let's get back to this, though. You really want to zip through this today. Uh, it is. Uh, so rocks were also found in the suitcase, likely to make sure it sank. Santana was identified by fingerprints and some distinctive tattoos, one of which was a known insignia for a local gang. Oh, then we shouldn't feel bad. Gang members deserve to die. Well, do they not? The investigation led police to investigate members of a rival gang for the killing, mm -hmm. and in doing so, they apprehended a 23-year-old gang member whose name has not been released. Police believe a video they discovered through unknown circumstances in, on March 1st yeah. was of Santana's murder being committed. Uh -huh. She was killed in a bathroom, her murderer smiling as he did it. The 23-year-old is believed to have taken the video. Oh, because it was on video. video. Yeah, that's yeah. how we know he was smiling. Oh. Uh, a 49-year-old man in the video has also been arrested, and two more suspects are being pursued at this time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she looks like she was the victim of a, a uh, gang squabble gone bad. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. You know, I, I, I don't really feel too bad when it's, when it's a gang member. Why should I? All right. Well, it's time for us to take a break. Uh, we're going to take a little uh, pee break or mm -hmm. poopy break. Depends on how long we're breaking for, you know? Breakin, wasn't that a movie? Yeah, there were actually two of them. There was Breakin, and oh, yeah. then there was Bre Breakin, Breakin 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. That's right. Which is just most famous for its name, really. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be right back, and when we get back, we'll be getting into our meat and potatoes of the, ep uh, of the episode. We're going to be talking about John Paul Knowles, the Casanova killer. Yeah. So. So you sit tight. Yeah. And we'll be back. Ever hear someone say something wrong and you get the sudden, uncontrollable urge to correct them? No? Just us? Of course you have! And if you want to listen to something fun, funny, and guaranteed to make you sound smarter than your dumb friends, check out Project Humanoid's Pedantic. From one know-it-all to another, you'll thank us later. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. One thing we've talked about... No, you you always go right into the thing without giving us like a little, like let us come back from the break. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you. One thing we've talked no, about. No, that's not what I was saying. Oh, what are we doing here? Bring bring us back. 
Welcome back to Murder My Dude, everybody. How are you? I don't like that. Don't do that. Because you go right into the fucking story. Let's not go right into the fucking story. Maybe I want to say something. Oh, do you want to say something? Yeah, well, I did, but I don't want to say it now. So let's bring us back in. Welcome back. One thing we talked about quite a bit, and we personally are not getting what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm really not. Bring us back in. Okay. Bring us back in. Welcome back to Murder My Dude. Thank you. How was your pee break? I didn't go to the bathroom. What did you do? I sat here while you went to the bathroom. Oh, I didn't go to the bathroom. Oh. This is not good improv. We're not yes and... Well, th- that's because you're not trying. Oh. We could have, but you didn't want to. Because you want to go right into the fucking story. When, you know, maybe I wanted a little bit of banter. But now you ruined it. So go ahead. Get right into the fucking story. One thing we've talked about quite a bit, and we personally aren't really the biggest fans of, is the idea of going beyond having a macabre interest in the horrific actions of the criminals we discuss. I like saying it macabre. Macabre? Yeah. I like saying macabre. I like macabre. I like macabre. Having a ma- a macabre interest in the... No, hor- don't uh, say it like that. You say macabre. Macabre interest in sure. the horrific actions of the criminals we discuss and branching out an outright fandom of the monsters who have committed the unspeakable acts we talk about here. You know, we, we have brought that up where, like, you know, like the people who really seem to be fans of killers. I just uh, thought of that... Last night or this morning, I forget which one it was. Yeah, my my late nights and my early mornings kind of blend in together. Mm-hmm. I've been uh I've been watching a lot of like cowboy or like western, like old west. Um, you do get that western phase every now and then. Usually, it's more toward the winter, isn't it? This is personal. Oh, okay. I don't need people knowing my fucking schedule. Okay. All right. Unless I want them to know it. Who are you to tell them my fucking schedule? But yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. yeah, It it really depends. Okay, fine. Since we're going to get it. I didn't want to get into that. But now this is why I don't get into that. Because then I don't shut the fuck up. Uh, But now I feel like I have to defend myself. Now you made me defensive. You backed me into a corner. I feel like. You've been in a corner the whole time. I feel. Technically, yes. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. Uh, I feel like a varmint. You are a varmint. Yeah. Uh, this girl, I was watching one of these fucking videos. Also, this is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching one of these videos and she meant to say vermin and she said varmint. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I wonder if that's where varmint comes from. Is this another tease for pedantic? I don't know. Oh. Is it? it? It could be, you know. Uh, but what were we just talking about? We were talking about the people who were really into oh, serial killers that's and stuff. Yeah. So I ended up watching, uh, it was like basically one of those like old West filming locations. Like uh, f- first it was like some movies and then it was like actual, like real old West uh, locations like then and now. Right. And some were filming locations and the one area of California, I, I forget ex- exactly where it is, but it's uh, where like the Lone Ranger rock. Do you know the, do you know what the rock is that I'm talking about? It's a very, specific rock that uh in the old movie with um or the old tv show i would probably know it if i saw it so the lone ranger like goes in front of the rock on on the horse uh silver uh and he like you know does the whole oh silver it does it in front of this like tall rock Mm -hmm. and it's out in in this section of california and so i was watching them like people kind of like walk around tour and they were like, Oh yeah, these rocks were in 
this show or this movie. Oh, wow. And, you know, this rock formation was here. And, like, if we we see this Buster Keaton film, like, Buster Keaton ran across, you know, this rock right here and, like, all this, all that stuff. And the one guy was wearing a Murder Junkies uh, T-shirt. Uh, oh, okay. And, a, and he was wearing a hat. And all over the Murder Junkies shirt was... Um, uh, Manson, Charles Manson. Okay, and he's wearing a hat. I'm guessing it's a murder junkie's hat, and also mm-hmm. had Manson, or maybe it was just a fucking Manson hat. But either way, it's all over the place. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, like we, I just couldn't see us doing that. I couldn't see us have after all we talked about how like we don't like yeah to capitalize off of serial killers like that then all of a sudden turn around and having like a murder my dude fucking shirt with like charles manson murder junkies is a a podcast oh is it i don't don't know probably is it a band is it a fucking you you have a phone i do have a phone just look that up i'm the only one here with a phone and i'm gonna i i have one but you know what i'm doing something with my hands right now oh i'm holding them you're (laughs) saying one to hold the other right uh and so I have, I have no idea what it is. I assume it's either a band or a podcast. The murder. There's a, uh, a a band called the Murder Junkies. Okay, maybe it's the band. And there's also is there a Murder Junkies podcast? Let's find out. Let's no. find out. One, two, a three, three. I don't believe there is a podcast. There's a Crime Junkie podcast. Right, I know that the Murder Junkies appear to be a band. Okay, sure. So, so this guy's wearing this. Uh, murder junkies oh it was gg allen's band ah uh, i should have known that okay okay so this guy's like wearing a hat and the fucking shirt and i'm like gg allen just didn't give a shit so that makes a little more sense yeah well he took shits he didn't give them but there are so many people that are like that that i'm just like i like you're not a good person i just don't think you are like not just because you're you, you like gg allen but I don't know, man. It's just, it's like you're, you're glorifying all that shit. I mean, Hey, look, unless you're listening to this show and you're going to give us some money, then yeah. I love you. You're the best person ever. And you should consider buying a shirt that says 50% badass, 50% little teapot. Just That's- so you can have, you already have the badass shirt, not going to teapot shirt. Right. Um, no, I, look, okay, maybe that's a little harsh. It's a, it's a little bit of a harsh critic uh, criticism there. I think you're a little hard on the beaver. I don't think that you're a piece of shit because you're wearing a fucking Manson shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's like just just kind of stop and 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 just th- think about this. Like, what about the the family members of the slain? Like, yeah, just think about that. Like, do they want to see that? Won't someone think about Roman Polanski? Um, yeah, Roman Polanski. Oh boy! <laughs> now there's other people that died. No, I know. And had people close to them. No, died, that's just say. a fucking. But he slept with a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Whatever. Yeah, I think she was thirteen. Disgusting. It is. Um, but what's even more disgusting is plastering a fucking serial killer's face all over a t-shirt and then uh, selling that. And then, you know, you wearing that, people are, like, proud of it. Yeah, that's always been very strange to me. I don't, yeah. I just don't. Do, yeah, we, I know we've covered it before, but I think it's been a while. Yeah, we don't do that. We won't do that. We won't 
It's not the same thing as if you're wearing like a Michael Myers t-shirt because right. Michael Mike, Myers isn't a real guy. Yes, Michael Myers is fictional. Yeah. There are no real fucking, you know, there are no real victims uh, there. It's just like, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan lately. It's, I'm kind of like, eh, should I buy a gun? Um, not a big, not a big firearms guy, but you know, I do kind of believe in arm the left now, but it's a, it's a, it's a fucking, it's either I want everybody to be armed or nobody. Yeah. You want a level playing field. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's a, then again, who am I? The oddly enough, the only time I'd ever use a fucking gun would probably be on somebody from the left. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really run into situations where anybody from like the right are giving me shit. Any any of the fights that I've gotten into, like any like like lately have been people on the left. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody from the right has th- threatened my life recently. The last time somebody from the right has threatened my life mm-hmm. in like a not like not online. You know how somebody right. online is like I'm talking about like has threatened, you know, threatened my life was a few years ago when probably not actually probably about eight years ago mm-hmm. at this point, somebody from this area told me that they were, he was going to bury me and you know, he didn't give a fuck that I was from the city, which I didn't even say anything right. about being from the city. He just, you know, must've read a profile and it was like, I don't care if you're from the city. Like I'm going to bury you and blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, ah, okay, cool. I'm still here. You know, uh, but that was like eight years ago. And, and then recently I had a little fucking thing where somebody told me that, you know, I better watch my back, which, uh, still here. <laughs> so, uh, but, but well, the, your back's against the wall right now too. So that helps. No, when I was outside, it wasn't, I didn't bring yeah. the wall with me. You should have, you know, uh, I try to kick, take a wall with me everywhere I go. Yeah. That'd be nice. Right. Yeah. A personal wall. Yeah. That'd be cool just to have like a big shield behind you yeah. so you don't have to watch your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. We should invest in that. Like a bulletproof mummer suit or something. Right, like, like a big band. peacock. Yeah, big string band captain suit. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, there's a picture of my dad. My dad fucking, because my dad was with the Oregon Club and he was wearing one of those. It's like a big Ric Flair <laughs> fucking outfit. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, the way, the reason I bring it up is in a way, and and we disagree with it, and you you may have differing opinions, you the listener. Uh, killers are kind of like bands for some people. A lot of people are fans of a certain murderer. They'll argue the merits of one killer against another. Mm-hmm. They'll even be in this sub obscure mess murderer. You're probably not cool enough to have any understanding of. Oh, you don't know fucking Leonard Lake. Yeah, you you casual, you filthy casual, you. What was it Ing Ning? Leonard Lake and Charles Ing, yeah. Ing, yeah. That was the uh, Project Miranda murders. Yeah. You can find that in our back catalog. Yeah. Um. So enter John Paul Knowles, the Casanova killer. In a way, the Pixies to Ted Bundy's Nirvana. Now ah, there's a music tie-in. There's a music tie-in. Yeah. Went a long way to make that reference, that's for sure. Uh, but that's your music tie-in. I've been on a Pixies kick for like three weeks now i uh, because of aw yeah because yeah. they're using a pixie song and ever since then i've been listening great to fuck song. great song what song is that where is my mind uh, well i know what it is yeah. i just wanted you to tell so while he doesn't have the name cachet that that bundy does Knowles's actions are no less reprehensible than his more famous contemporary and to add another trope to the list Knowles's story starts with a troubled childhood 
Paul was born on April 17th, 1946. And as of this recording, uh, actually, yeah, tomorrow it'll be 75. Yeah, if you, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but yes, April 17th, which would be yesterday as this comes out, would be, if he is, maybe he is, maybe he is not alive, uh, would be his 75th birthday, or is his 75th birthday. Uh, which is it? Stay tuned and find out. Well, I, I, you could still, either, either way, you yeah. could still say, it's, that's so weird. That, that was just, a very, very twisted way to say his birthday just passed and he might, or may or may not be dead. Usually when people say that, they're going, oh, so he's dead. He is dead. Oh. <laughs> uh, but well, how did he die? Let's find out. One, two, three. We're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to do that joke one, one more, more time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was born in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, though he grew up a little farther north, just outside of Jacksonville, which is right uh, near that. Uh, another AEW reference. <laughs> Not everything in Jacksonville is AEW. Yeah, where, where, where are? Uh, where's the owners from? Well, where are they from? Well, okay. Listen, don't be racist. I believe they're from like Georgia. I don't know where exactly they're like from. From I know they're well. The like, fucking um, that's where they that's where their headquarters yeah. are. They bought the Jaguars. So that's where they're headquartered now. Yeah, sure. Much of what we know about Paul's childhood comes from accounts given by his younger brother Clifton Knowles, and most of it is not good. Right. Like many parents in the 1950s and beyond, Paul and Clifton's father resorted to corporal punishment as a primary means of correcting behavior. Quote. There was a lot of physical abuse, Clifton recounted in a in a documentary. My father would call them whippings, but I call them beatings myself. When you leave black and blue marks on a kid from a belt, that's a beating. And the old man was beating Paul with his fist, and he was about to beat him to death when he got well enough to run away. Yeah, my thing is, is either way, whether you want to call them whippings or beatings, they're both bad. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. what one doesn't make it better? Right. It's like, no, they're not whippings, they're beatings, dude. They're both bad. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, especially when you're beating a kid half to death with your fists, or whipping a kid, or half whipping to a kid half to death yeah. with your fist. Yeah. And at that point, Paul was about the age of eight, and he ran away for three days. And he would do this time and t- time from uh, from time to time. If he was getting beat really badly, mm-hmm. he would try to slip away and run into the woods and just kind of hang out there for a few days, and then kind of slink back later when uh, things had cooled off a little bit. And at this point, he had run away for about three days of this particular incident. He was sleeping in the woods. He would get food wherever he could. And the reason he was getting beaten and the whole thing was beyond or because of Paul getting in trouble with the law for stealing another kid's bicycle and a few other petty childhood crimes. After Paul was found following this runaway attempt. Uh, Real quick, it's one of those deals where. Like, if you got in trouble at school, mm-hmm. you would get beat at school back yes. then. Mm-hmm. And then you would get home and you would get beat at home because you got beat at school. Right. Because it's one of those, like, you made me look bad. Right. So if you're uh, if, if you're getting in trouble with the law, you're going to get your ass whooped. Right. You know? And then, and then they didn't worry about calling the cops then because the cops would beat them too. Yeah. So it's it's like you're getting beat all over. Yeah. In fact, in that documentary, Clifton Knowles is like, yeah, if we had child protective services like we do now back then, we would have all been taken out of that house. It was like a three room house. There was a bedroom, a living room and a kitchen. It was uh, a mother, father and like four kids, which uh, they had an outhouse. They would have to go to the bathroom in. 
I never under like I I don't understand the people today. Like when you see it online, it's like when I was a kid, we wanted to you kids are pussified. It's like okay, dude. I I I do believe I do believe that there's overstepping. Like if you smack a kid's ass, mm-hmm. right? Because kids today will fucking use it against you. Right? They'll be like, "I'm just gonna call the cops. I'm just gonna do that." So now it's like, I I get why some people are are like force like spanking mm-hmm. but whipping or beating no right. absolutely not but i understand why some kids why why some people do do it because there are kids that are smart asses and it's like you go all right fine you can't lay your hand on a kid you can't spank them right mm-hmm. even though when i was a kid i never got in trouble why did i get in trouble because i was fucking afraid to get now i did get my ass beep on my dad my dad did go over my dad would punch me in my face um which I don't think any fucking parent should do to their kid. Right. But it also put the fear of dad in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that because I'm an atheist. Uh, it, 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 but it scared the shit out of me. Right. And it, so I knew not to fucking cross my dad. Mm-hmm. I knew not, not to say a fucking, I would never, ever say a fucked up thing to my dad. Where my kids, two of them, uh, out of my three, right. uh, like my, my youngest, he reacts to me like I reacted to my dad without any fucking like threats, right? You know, which is strange. My other two are just like, uh, uh, fuck you, guy. Like, who are you? <laughs> like, because the thing is, is they know I'm not going to fucking beat them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you threaten to take something away from them. Right. Right. All right, fine. I'm going to take your fucking switch away. OK. And like, whatever. I'll just I'll get it back. You're pushover. You're going to fucking give it back anyway. Or the other one, the oldest one, will be like, you know, he listens to this show and he knows this. Uh, he, he uses shit against you. Like, like when he comes here, like he, you know, threw a fucking temper tantrum over the summer. Like, you're going to be 13, dude. And he threw a fucking temper tantrum. And it's like, well, I'm just not going to come here anymore. Like, that's the shit that's, right. you know, used against me. And uh, now he'll be like, when was the last time I said that? When was the last time I said this? Like, uh, but I'm not referencing right now. I'm <laughs> referencing the other thousand times you fucking said it. Um, it's 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 kids today. They they do fucking manipulate you. And you know, if I would have whooped his ass, he would never have fucking done that to me. But at the same time. I also don't want him to have all these psychological problems growing up. Right. Children of abuse grow up to be abusers sometimes, more often, not always. Absolutely. Like It's a vicious cycle, and if it's getting broken, that's pro- not probably, that is a good thing. Yeah. And so, like, this kid would have had, look, them getting ripped out of their house, not ripped, but removed, yeah. okay, from their house, would have fucked them up in yeah, other, that's not good either. other like, ways psychologically, but yeah. it would have been better than him being uh physically abused by his by his dad Mm -hmm. you know so but but i don't think that spanking your kid is wrong either i just don't i just i know you disagree with that but i don't think spanking your kid is is uh is wrong i don't think that there's anything if you're not leaving fucking you know welts or you know black and blue marks or you know you're not they're not bleeding uh then it's fine what wow a little fucking red ass you're gonna get red assed it's fine. You'll you'll be you'll be okay. No, seriously. You you spank a kid's ass. The kid's gonna be okay. If that kid later on in life 
like ends up murdering a bunch of people because their dad spanked them mm-hmm. because they were like a little fucking cocky piece of shit. That kid was just going to grow up to be a piece. What if it, what it's a like crazy being person. cocky? Is it like are you spanking them to try to correct behavior just because you're pissed at them? Well, there's a difference. I would you know like that that's that's that would be my question. Well, either is way, is it like you need to change your ways, or is it I'll show you? Like either way, I don't think anybody's really doing it. I'll show you. I think that it's always. Like, I don't, I don't know how many, how many cases are of a little kid just like, just standing there looking all cute and be like, daddy, do you want a lollipop? And then like, ah, fuck you, motherfucker. And then he he beats him. I don't know how many times that's happened. I think usually it's the kid was like a little smart ass. Uh, I'm sure that it has happened, but I don't know how many times it happens. Either way, spanking a kid again is not going to psychologically fuck you up. And if it does, you're already just broken anyway. You're the type of kid that's going to use anything as an excuse to be bothered by something throughout life. Spanking doesn't do that. Beating somebody with a fucking, uh, uh, remember those, what do they call it, cat and nine tails? Yeah, well. Okay, a switch? A switch, yeah, that's what I was going to like the like a piece like a piece of wood, yeah. Uh, cat and nine tails. There, it was like they used to have these like whip type things. Yeah, they, they still do. They're just used for more fun stuff now than than correcting children. You're right. Well, maybe that maybe they maybe were, that's where that comes from. That whole daddy thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's different. That's fucking. That's that's a, a whole different level of bending some like bending a kid over a knee and getting spanked. Mm-hmm. A good spanking is not going to fucking psychologically fuck somebody up unless they're already that weak of a fucking kid that that anything said to them is psychologically damaging. Because there are a lot of people like that that are like, oh, he said this thing. I'm so broken. I, I just I don't have time for those people. Honestly, I don't. I'm not saying Again, there are some people that think that spanking is abuse. And you're wrong. It's not. Punching in the face is fucking abuse. Absolutely, yes. I've gotten punched in my face as a kid. I don't think you have. No. Like, I've gotten punched. My dad would, would fucking, like, punch me in my fucking face. That's abuse. But yes. But being spanked as a kid because... I was a little fresh motherfucker. I, I wouldn't go um, so far as to call it abuse. I don't know if it's the best way to. I don't know the best way to put this. I don't know if it's the best way to correct behavior. It is. Sometimes. Depends on the kid. Because some kids don't learn any other way. But do you think that would like. Because if they thought, oh, I'm just going to get hit on the ass. I'll be, I'll, I'll be sore for a little bit. I'll be fine. Is that going to correct the behavior? I don't too? know any. I, I don't yeah. know how many kids that, that that's happened to that kept doing it. I don't know any that they kept doing it. Um, and that, and if, if they do, then they're a very special, you know, kind of crazy kid. And I'm sure that there is, I'm sure that there is some little like sadistic bastard that, that took it. But I think most cases, the kids going to get spanked. or going to know not to fucking do it again. Um, but I, I don't, again, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, with spanking. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm saying spanking, not like like cracking their ass, right? Or using a belt or some other implement. Yeah, like it, there's a huge difference between again bending like a kid over your you know your lap and and 
you know, sm- smacking their ass. There's a difference between that and just cracking them where you're leaving fucking welts. If you're leaving a mark, it's it was too hard. You know, mm-hmm. way too fucking hard. Um, but hopefully you're able to, though, from from very early on, like kind of, you know, get your kids to never have to to do that. I mean, yeah, talking is best. Right. You know, but sometimes the kids are fucking little smart asses and talking to them doesn't taking things away doesn't. So what do you do at that point? Just if you do everything to your ability, uh, to, to, to the best of your ability to like, like, like you talk, you take things away and all that stuff. And then your kids just still super disrespectful. What do you do? Yeah, that's a tough question. Because what if they, what if you spank them at that point and they're still disrespectful? Do you spank them again? Do you just spank them constantly until they pass out? Like, I think, I think. I think those kids are again at that point, you should probably seek therapy, right? Those kids I think are very, and it, because I know my oldest is like that. My oldest is one of those like, cause he had ODD oppositional defiant mm-hmm. uh, disorder um, where it was just like, there's a whole lot of, it's like, you don't do this. You don't do that. Whatever. Look, things are coming out. People are, 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 you know, they're, they're going to disagree. I know. I know you've always been against, any kind of spanking. Yes, if I were a parent, I would not do it with my children. You would never spank your children? Never. Ever? Ever. That's why kids turn out to be like you. Little kids that... No, seriously. Mm-hmm. Little... Like, because you you don't know... You think you can run... You're the type of person that thinks you can run your mouth and, ha- like, be a smartass and not deal with consequences. Um, but That's not how the real world works. That's why you also don't really put yourself out there. Like... I, I I grew up in an area that was like, talk shit, get hit, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it was when I grew up. I don't like that, but it's, but at the same time, it's like, eh, I get it. Like, you think that it's okay to just be a smart ass and not deal with shit, but you don't also, but you don't also put yourself in a thing where you're not out there dealing with, with the public like that. Like, you're not out there doing it. You're very, like, you know, hi, how are you? And then you keep it super fucking short. I think the word is polite. Uh, fake. Oh, okay. Phony uh, is what I would say. Um, I'm polite, too. But, I mean, like, if somebody is a fucking dickhead and somebody disrespects me, I'm, I'm you know, typically going to fucking say something back. I'll try to keep my composure and, and walk away. Right. That's what I would do. I'll try to keep my composure and walk away. Because I don't, I would rather de-escalate the situation. Yeah. And sometimes there's pride, you know, sometimes you, uh, sometimes you don't want your pride hurt, you know? And that's how, that's how I was raised. I was raised to be prideful and to not, you know, get disrespected. And then basically to the way it was when I was a kid is like, you know, you don't let somebody treat you like a pussy. You don't act like a pussy. You know, nobody treats you like a bitch. And then, you know, it's like that whole thing. You talk shit, you get, you know, talk shit, you get hit. Uh, I try not to teach my kids. I try to teach my kids to be better than, than how, you know, it was. But at the same time, I still will only take so much disrespect. I mean, you do too, to an, to an extent. Like you'll, 
you know, you're not going to sit there and let people disrespect the shit out of you. You'll, you'll only take so much before, like, you have a breaking point, right? I'm sure everybody does, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just ours is different, but, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, ex- I fully expected if I'm going to be a smart ass to somebody, I'm going to expect them to pop me in the fucking mouth. If I'm just being like a, a fucking real asshole. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you expect when you're an asshole like that. But then again, you're not like that with anybody but me. <laughs> so I think I'm the only one that you're ever like that to. I've heard you have a billion conversations with other people. Mm-hmm. Never heard you like that with anybody else. Now you can say, well, maybe this is something about you. Or you feel comfortable enough with me because I heard, I've heard you talk to other people. You're just like, it's, you put on that work voice <laughs> and I, I think it is because you're, you're more comfortable to, cause the way guys, you don't know what he's like behind the scenes. No, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a tyrant. I'm yeah. horrible. I mean, the working conditions here are awful. Yes. No, you're, but you're, you're, di- it's hard. To, like you, you talk different to me than you do other people. Like the way I, I hear you talk, you're just a different person. You are, you're just different. And it's like, Damn, he feels too fucking comfortable because I haven't shot you yet. You know, you wait, you wait, till, uh, wait till we arm the left. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this tyrant anymore. Mm-hmm. And I shoot you. Well, and then you're going to yell Semper Sic Tyrannus. You're going to jump off the stage and break your leg. I'm not jumping from anywhere. Uh, Have you seen the size of me? Well, you're kind of blocked by a table right now. After Paul was found following his runaway attempt, mm. he was sent... To, remember, this is Paul John Knowles. Oh, we're, we're not here. talking about my <laughs> This isn't spanking, for, my dude. We're going to get back into the show now. One one more time, a spank, not a fucking whipping or a beating, a spanking, a light spanking. After Paul was found following his runaway attempt, he was sent to the infamous Dozier School, also called the... It's, f- it's pronounced Dojo. Do, no, Dozier, probably. Oh. Dozier. D-O-Z-I-E-R. Also called the Florida School for Boys. That is a reform school so rife with abuse, up to and including murder, that it deserves its own episode someday, and that'll be coming down the line. Uh, Dozier, wasn't that the name of the guy that, uh, William Dozier, the guy that, that did uh, Batman? It sounds, or was that Crozier? No, that, oh, was, was, a, that was a hospital in Delco. Well, that's also people's last Delco. names, too. No, it was a hospital in Delco only. Oh, that's all that ever was. No, I think it was uh, William Dozier. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was William Dozier. Um, Next you, bat. It's like... Uh, same bat time. Yeah, same bat time. Same, same bat, bat channel. Yeah, that, that thing. Yeah. So in adulthood, mm-hmm. Knowles would spend almost as oh, much... Oh, no, no. Who's the one that's now trying to fucking get through this? Now you're trying to fucking... Well, fuck. we went from being short to running long. Did we, though? Did we run long? Did no, we have a no fucking time? Limit. time? Okay. Right. Um, in adulthood, Knowles would spend almost as much time in prison as out of it. Uh, his first conviction in May 1968 was for attempted burglary, and he spent three years in prison on that one. He was also briefly married at a time to Jackie Knight, a woman he remained close with even after they split. Although there is some thought that he may have been trying to kill her at the very end of this, so maybe they weren't that close. Uh, Knowles had a lot of luck with women. He was compared to both Robert Redford and Ryan O'Neill. Uh, so he was a bit of a looker, as they say. Uh, he had a charm that would endear himself to others quickly. And that is how he would ultimately get his nickname, the Casanova Killer. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense for people like Ted Bundy. Yeah. And, people and like that's that. why he's he's often compared to Bundy. He's just far less famous, obviously. Hmm. 
So with that being said, we should probably get to the whole killing thing. That's what we do here. And uh, by the way, I did look it up here. William Dozier was a film producer, best known for the Batman and the Green Hornet. Yes. I like that you had, we should probably get to that at some point, written uh, written in there because you knew that I was going to go long. Well, we know it's we always know it's coming. It's just a matter of when, where, and what's going to set it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but See, first, yeah, here, here, how you, I heard how you do it. I don't like it. I don't like it. You throw me under that bus, and I'm going to hit somebody. In yeah, you got to throw the bus now. I'm letting you do feats of strength. This is uh, this is a few months late. Yeah, it's no longer Festivus. Mm. Uh, but first, Knowles went to prison for other non-murdery offenses, and during one particular stint behind bars, he struck up a pen pal relationship with Angela Kovic, a divorced waitress from San Francisco. Things between Paul and Angela turned serious fairly quickly, to the point where Angela hired a lawyer to uh, help Paul's to get Paul's sentence commuted. And the hope was that he would be able to get out of prison in Florida, move to California, and then the two would marry shortly after that. Mm. Paul was released, and uh, the state of Florida was all too happy to have him moving to the other side of the country. The parole and probation system wasn't quite what it was now. Where like they're like, don't leave the county or don't leave the town or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, please get the fuck out of Florida. We don't want to see you ever again. You're somebody else's problem now. Uh, but all was not well, though. Angela quickly had second thoughts once the two were together. The two didn't hit it off in real life like they thought they would. And moreover, Kovic's psychic had warned her that a dangerous man had entered entered her life recently. Well, when my psychic warns me of things, I usually uh, take heed. But listen, I thought of uh, I thought of something we can do for the Patreon. Okay. When I go on these little rants or whatever, mm-hmm. we should have a thing where it's like click here to unlock and then like it's like a Patreon exclusive mm-hmm. and there's like a like a, a portion of that like it, it'll it'll be like if you want to hear what his rant was, <laughs> like for for an additional fifty cents, I think you're gonna say the rant free version. Oh, if, if you want murder my dude without the rant, without the, the you rant, have to, you have to fucking pay up. You pay. That's smart. <laughs> yes, let's do that. We're gonna do that, guys. The rant free version. <laughs> yeah. I love it. People are like I'm paying fucking ten bucks. Oh man, we found how, a cash cow here. How much do we pay to not hear Jackson Wells <laughs> at all? At tall. That would suck. No. Uh, although it's never been definitively proven, Knowles later claimed to have killed three people the night Angela Koba kicked him out of her house. Yeah. Much to the chagrin of law enforcement in the Sunshine State, Knowles quickly made his way back to Florida after this uh, little run in, this tryst with Angela Kovic. Knowles quickly made his way back to Florida, settling in Jacksonville, where he quickly found himself incarcerated again after stabbing a bartender in a fight. This time, however, Knowles escaped police custody, picking a lock in his cell and fleeing on July 24th, 1974. Over the next few months, he would embark on a killing spree that would leave over a dozen people dead. It started in Jacksonville, and it may have started accidentally. Uh, Shortly after his escape, Knowles broke into the home of 65-year-old Alice Curtis. It was a robbery, not a murder attempt, it seemed. And he took money and some valuable items. And what year was this? This was in 1974. All of this happens in 1974 from here on in. And he had actually come back to check on something. And when he came back later that night, uh, because he left Alice bound and gagged, 
he found her dead. Yeah. And it's believed that she either choked on the gag itself or more likely she choked on her own dentures. Oh, ew. Um, she would now be 112. She would now probably be dead of natural causes, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she most yeah, likely... It depends on if she uh, keeps those fucking dentures in or not. Yeah. yeah. Choked probably on her own dentures, yeah. yeah. Some suspect that Knowles' next victims were sisters Lillian and Milet Anderson, aged 11 and 7 respectively, but it's not concretely proven that he killed them, or that anyone did for that matter. They went missing in 1974 and were never found, so it is very likely uh, that they were killed by, either by Paul Knowles or somebody else. The suspicion comes from tapes Knowles made uh, that he would send to his lawyer, actually the same lawyer that Angela Kovic had hired. Mm. He had an idea in his head that eventually he would become a very infamous killer, and that he could somehow turn that into a book or a movie deal, and that he could leave that money to his mother. He loved his mother. Hated his father, obviously, with the abuse, but he he did love his mother very much, and he 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 was at this point constantly reaching out to his lawyer about trying to find a way to take this infamy of being a killer and turning that into something where his mother could make money off of it. Uh, while a wanted fugitive on the run, Knowles would occasionally make those calls to his lawyer, and fearing for his own safety, uh, his lawyer would kind of placate Knowles and. He would try to be like, okay, where are you? You know, maybe you should turn yourself in. But he was mainly just like, please don't kill me. And uh, so with that being said, he never told Knowles that, yeah, even if you did make some money on this, you would probably have to pay that money out in wrongful death lawsuits from your victims and their families. Mm. And I think this was before Berkowitz, because if you remember, and this was way back in the day, this was almost two years ago that we did the David Berkowitz episode. And I think it was episode 38, because I think it was about the 38 special that he would use. And they actually have Son of Sam laws now, where the these murderers are not allowed to financially benefit from their crimes. And so he's on the run now, and he's making tapes. He's making tapes, like, confessing to his crimes. Uh, that's, a, that's a great fucking rule or law Yeah, that y- you can't financially be- Wow, I mm-hmm. love that. No, that is a good law. In one of the tapes, Knowles claimed to have abducted two girls and buried them in the wetlands on the outskirts of Jacksonville. But without a body being found, it's hard to say whether he was responsible for this specific death or not. The next victim that we know of, and the final one before Knowles would leave Florida in the car he stole from Angela Curtis, was Marjorie Howell. Or Howell, sorry. Another woman guilty of just of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Knowles had broken into Marjorie's house to steal her TV, and he strangled her with her own nylon stockings when she discovered him. Upon leaving Florida for Georgia, Knowles claimed he had picked up a teenage hitchhiker whom he raped and strangled. The victim was never named, and her body was never found. So we'll get into this a little bit more concretely later, but there is a discrepancy on Knowles' body count, because there's people we know he killed, we found their bodies, and then there's people he said he killed, and we don't know, and sometimes we don't even have names. But the next thing we know a lot, uh, and the other reason, one of the other reasons we know a lot about him is after he left Florida, Paul Knowles went right to Atlanta. And in Atlanta, Paul met Sandy Fox, a journalist from England with a wild backstory of her own. She was born in 1929. She did just very recently pass away. Uh, she never knew her parents, and she was left in a basket along the banks of the Grand Union Canal. And then was raised by an adoptive, adoptive family. Fox was in the United States on a mission, ultimately an unsuccessful mission, to interview major American newsmakers. Most spe- specifically, she was trying to get an interview 
with the former vice president, Spiro T. Agnew, who had just recently resigned the year before. And it was part of a trial run with a higher paying newspaper. And unfortunately, she didn't get the interview and she didn't get the job. I always thought the name Spiro Agnew was fucking kind of cool. It is a cool name. Yeah. yeah. I, I never heard him w- referred to with his middle initial. Yeah, but... Spiro T. Agnew. Yeah. yeah. And so Sandy met Paul Knowles, in, with whom she said used the name Daryl Golden. That was the name he was using at a hotel bar in a Holiday Inn. The two had a three-day romantic tryst. Fox said that she was attracted to the enigma- enigmatic Golden. Like we said, he was a pretty handsome guy. Uh, he he had no trouble with the ladies. I've never seen him, so I have no uh, I he, he was a like long red hair. Um, gross. Yeah, it was the 70s, the mid-70s. Like, long hair was a big thing back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, she said the sexual side of the encounter was somewhat lacking. As Daryl was plagued, and other people have said this too, uh, that, that Daryl or Paul, Fa- or Paul Knowles was plagued with issues with performing in the, in the bedroom. Now, this is in the fucking 70s? Yes, this was in 1974. All the pictures of this guy are fucking black and white. Yeah, they they tend to do that with people who have died. And his hair wasn't long. I mean, not like shoulder length or anything. It was like shaggy. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So Fox was later horrified to learn that the man she had had a three-day fling with Mm -hmm. later unsuccessfully tried to rape Susan McKenzie, the wife of a fellow journalist Mm -hmm. uh, Fox had become friendly with. He tried to rape her at gunpoint. She would obviously later learn even more about him and and what he did in 1974. And she eventually wrote a book about her time with him and the experience. Uh, First, it was called Killing Time, and then it was later reworked into the title Natural Born Killer. Okay, I have a... uh... I have a, a question. What is, so Casanova mm-hmm. is kind of like like when we think of Casanova, right? It's who was Casanova? I believe it was a work of Italian fiction. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. But when we think of a Casanova, we think of somebody suave and attractive and all that stuff. Right. What is something? Well, actually, it was a real person, Giacomo Casanova. Sure, but what is something? But when we think of Casanova or a Casanova, mm-hmm. forget forget the person. When when we think when we hear the name. Like, oh, that guy was a Casanova. He was a yeah. real Casanova. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is something that is a hundred to a thousand times more attractive? I don't know. All right. Well, whatever that is, you find out what that is, and that's what we're going to call me. Because I'm looking at a picture of this Paul Knowles guy, mm-hmm. and he was an ugly motherfucker. You said he had long hair. His hair was shaggy. It wasn't like even shoulder length or anything like that. It was, it, but goddamn, this guy was fucking ugly. He was an ugly guy. So you would swipe. Which one is a no? Like swipe right? If it was left. Uh, left is, no, wait a minute. Is it? I don't know. Whatever. I have no idea because I don't swipe. Oh. Uh, I'm not on that type of uh, dating site. Um, but ugly. He was an ugly motherfucker. And um, oh, geez. It's funny because they're like, I'm looking at I'm looking at this thing and it was like, pick so and so to play uh, to play this guy. Mm-hmm. And they, they're. Of course, it's like one of these like attractive guy, right. you know. Well, even if people aren't considered attractive, they're not going to pick an ugly guy. <sighs> I mean, why not? Ugly people don't get in movies anymore, unless it's like a comedy. I, is that is that like even a, true? Is that even true character. anymore? Because because people, I mean, we're seeing a lot of heavy, you know, like a lot of heavier women doing stuff lately because enough people cried oh, body, about body positivity thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, which is silly to me. I think, but, but I think, I don't know. There, there are a lot of ugly people, but this guy is fucking ugly. Okay. This guy's yeah. super ugly. His hair is ugly, but, but here's the thing. This is in the seventies, right? Uh huh. 1974. Yes. He does a lot of, okay. There's not a fucking single color picture of this guy. Every picture of him is black and white. They're probably all taken from newspapers. And newspapers really didn't print a lot of color back then. There were some no, there's some really crisp shots of him. Oh wow. Um but it's all black and white. Huh. Like literally every picture of this dude is black. I haven't found one single hmm. color photo of him. I'm sitting here, I'm going through all these pictures, not one color photo of this guy. Hmm. Very strange. It is. Yeah. Okay. It's believed that Sandy Falk's career may have been what saved her life. Uh, Knowles was killing pretty much everyone he came into close contact with at this point. But he did have an obsession with fame that we kind of went over before and having a story told. That's why he's making tapes of everything. He has his tape recorder with him. And he may have kept Sandy alive to help tell a story, they think. Then again, sometimes there didn't seem to be much rhyme or reason to who Paul Knowles killed and who he didn't kill and who he spared. The next victim, Kathy Pierce was murdered on August 23rd, 1974. She was strangled with a telephone cord in front of her son. And her son was only three at the time, so he strangled her in front of her son, but didn't kill her son. And then through the rest of the summer and early fall... He's already better, better than the fucking the football guy from This Week in Murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so through the he has a higher body count, though, and he did kill kids. Uh, through, oh, the, okay. through the rest of the summer and early fall of 19... Well, if he killed those two kids in Florida. Through the rest of the summer and early fall of 1974, Knowles crisscrossed the country, leaving a trail of bodies in his wake. All in all, Knowles killed at least 20 people, though some of his claimed victims were never found, so his actual body count could be almost double that number. And unlike many serial killers, and, and Knowles was more of a spree killer like Andrew Cunanan than an actual like serial killer where there's a cooling down period in a specific MO and things like that, uh, he did not have a concrete M.O., nor did he have a specific group of targets. Knowles killed young and old, male and female. Other than a penchant for strangulation, which he didn't always do, his killings were unique for being erratic and almost random. And one such odd victim, because his victims were mostly female, but one such odd victim was William Bates, who was a successful accountant whose path crossed with Knowles in Lima, or Lima, I should say, Ohio. I think it's Lima, Ohio. Uh, he was uh, a bartender at a Lima bar called Scott's Inn, who was familiar with Bates, spotted them drinking with a young-looking red-haired man in early September of 1974, and that was the last time anyone recalled seeing Bates alive. That October, Alice Curtis's abandoned car was found near the woods close to the bar. Deeper into the woods, William Bates was found nude and strangled to death. Moving on from Ohio when Bates's car, supplemented by Bates's money and credit cards, Knowles got all the way to Nevada, or Nevada as they would say, before killing again. This time his victims were Emmett and Lois Johnson, an elderly couple who were camping in Ely, Nevada, when they were inexplicably killed by Knowles. Breaking again from the strangling trope, Knowles tied the couple up and then shot them. From there it was on the Seguin, Texas, where another anonymous victim was claimed three days after the Johnson murders, according to Knowles, of course. This time a stranded driver was trying to wave down help Next to her broken-down car, Knowles claims to have picked the woman up under the auspices of getting her to town and wound up raping her and dragging her through a barbed wire fence before strangling her to death. 
Shortly after that, in late September, Knowles met Ann Dawson, a beautician in Birmingham, Alabama, and the two engaged in a romantic tryst, hitting the road together. So they went on a little bit of a road trip, lasted all of six days before Knowles got bored with her, strangled Dawson, and like so many of his victims, her body was never found. After a uh, few weeks' respite, Knowles was up to his old antics again, killing several more victims and making his way back to Georgia, where he was pulled over by state trooper Charles Campbell, who recognized the stolen car Knowles was driving at the time. Knowles was pulled over, but he also pulled out his gun while he was waiting for the, uh, the trooper to come up to his window, and he got the jump on Trooper Campbell. He had his gun pointed at him when he came up to the window. Knowles stole Campbell's patrol car and took the officer hostage. Knowing that the stolen squad car would not make it far as a getaway vehicle, it's not very discreet, Knowles then used it very quickly to pull over another car, and this one was pull, uh, driven by a man named James Meyer. Not wanting to be encumbered by having two hostages, Knowles handcuffed both men to a tree and then shot them with Campbell's service revolver. Later that night, which, just to put this in a time frame, was no, uh, November 17th, 1974, Knowles was about to be stopped at a police barricade set up in an attempt to catch him. He drove through the barricade instead, but lost control of the car and smashed the car into a tree. Knowles then fled the scene, uh, getting away from the cops, but he was soon captured and turned in by a nearby armed civilian. Knowles was then taken in, and he was interviewed that night and claimed credit at that time for 35 murders. And he wouldn't last long in police custody, however. While being transferred to a maximum security prison the next morning, Knowles made a move for the revolver on the hip of the sheriff escorting him and was immediately shot dead by Ron Angel, an FBI agent who was one of the law enforcement officers in the group moving Knowles. And then later on after this, Knowles' lawyer provided the tapes that Knowles provided him during his cross-country killing spree. Unfortunately, not long after that, a lot of those tapes were ruined when the courthouse they were being stored in was flooded. Other tapes have emerged, however, and most of what we know about Paul Knowles comes from them and the three days he spent with Sandy Fox and her book that was written about the case, and of course from his brother, his brother to tell us a lot about like the earlier part of his life. But perhaps his relative anonymity in the face of the Ted Bundys of the world... The real Casanova killer. <laughs> the real handsome man. He was okay. Like was, was Bundy as handsome as they make him out to be, do you think? Yeah. He did seem charismatic in like interviews, but but he's but still looks wise. Yeah, this yeah, was, this dude looked like a ball sack compared to Ted, Ted Bundy. <laughs> um, yeah, th was was Ted Bundy fucking? Uh, g g give me something that give me like Jason Momoa, right? That's who women fucking love. Mm -hmm. I know there's gonna be some women that are gonna be like, I don't think Jason Momoa. Of course, we 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 know you're you're part of the fifteen girls that fucking <laughs> don't find him attractive. Um, are his fans collect memorons? No. That is fucking disrespectful. Oh, sorry. Um, Jason Momoa, like, uh, is, is okay. Ted Bundy's not Jason Momoa, but uh, but it, but yeah, he's a decent looking or was a decent looking mm -hmm. dude. Um, this guy was not fucking good looking. He just wasn't. Then again. There are weird looking fucking dudes that women think are good looking all the time. Like Justin Timberlake. I always thought looked odd. Mm -hmm. I always thought he had a weird looking nose, weird looking fucking eyes, like beady little eyes. 
stupid With fucking your little eyes. I hated his stupid ramen fucking hair uh, haircut that he had back then. Mm-hmm. Then again, people are rocking those stupid fucking haircuts today. <laughs> you know, the the stupid because they they like everybody wants to look like sideshow Bob and uh, and and fucking you're not allowed to criticize it. I just did. The sideshow yeah. Bob haircut looks fucking stupid. I suppose beauty is in the eye of the beholder. No, no, no. It's, it's my a, it's, it's objective. My way. It's my way or the highway. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, but 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 perhaps it's best that Paul Knowles is relatively unknown. He he wanted fame and he didn't get it, and he's a murderer, so good. Yeah, but here we are giving him fame now because no, of all of our this listeners. Kind of our show. We have a billion listeners. And, yeah. Uh, now everybody will know the story of Paul Knowles yeah. because of our our giant platform here. Yeah. And they all really come from one thing, and it's the thing we do at the end. Where we uh, we pack our bags and we get out of here. Yeah, we're going to do this. It's time for another game of Who Died the Worst. That's right, everybody. It's who died the worst. My everyone's, favorite. Yeah, your favorite and everyone's favorite. Yeah, my favorite. It's not who died the funniest. Yes, it is. It's not who died the first. Of course it is. The name of the game? Tell me. Who died the worst? Oh, you just did. I, I'm still alive. What? I'm going to give Jackson Wells over no, here. No, no, no. I said, tell me. And then oh. you said that. And then I said, you just did. Oh, okay. Fuck do you think I said? I said, who died the worst? And you said, you just did. Or you said, you just did. No, but I said, tell me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was still talking to me. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three deaths. Mm. You're going to tell me which of these three died the worst. I'm going to call my shot one. Death number one is uh, Darren Minog. It's Nicki Minaj. You're, you're saying it right. Panerodondo. <laughs> a Filipino man. And they're having a little bit of a problem with, like a lot of the world now, with the COVID-19. Oh, down in the Philippines? In the Philippines, yes. Pil- Philippines. Philippines? Yeah. Uh, they're having a little problem with the COVID-19. They have very strict mask ordinances and things like that. Mm. And so... What about their freedom, man? Well, they do a lot of things down there. They shoot people for being gay, so they they put them in jail. Oh. There's a lot of things that are their freedom, man. Mm. Um, and they have lockdowns. They're, they're, they're still doing lockdowns in the Philippines where you're not supposed to go anywhere after 1,800 hours, 6 o'clock p.m. Mm. And Darren did that. He went to get water. He went to buy water. And police stopped him. We're like, hey, you shouldn't do that. And apparently, and, and, and the Philippines government, the government of the city, uh, are saying that you shouldn't, they're not, they're not being told to do this, but maybe the police are doing it anywhere. At least that's what they're saying. They're saying that, that Darren and a few other people that were found violating the curfew were all lined up in a straight line and told to do 100 squats. Like they're, Punishment by exercise, basically. Like, it's a gym class. Okay. Uh, and, if, and if anybody messed up, they had to start all over again. So they said he wound up doing 300 squats, came home that night in pain, and then they said later that day, he, or that next day, he was struggling to walk. He was just crawling around. Uh, and then the following day, he collapsed and stopped breathing. Wow. And they are blaming the punishment by exercise. Really? Yeah. So death number one is you are being punished for violating a COVID curfew and you have to do squats. Okay. Death number two. Death number two. Death number two is Dana Hutchings. He is the father of Marshall Hutchings. Oh, 
I, yeah, I know Marsh. And he was at a Fresno Grizzlies baseball game, mm-hmm. and he partook in a a little bit of a uh, festivity. Like a lot of minor league baseball things, they'll do like these little gimmick things to get people into the ballpark. And one of the things they did at this was a taco eating contest. Okay. And I guess in an attempting to eat as many tacos as possible, Dana Hutchings choked on the taco and choked yes, to death. I did see this one. Yeah, and it, uh, the family's now suing the baseball team. Yeah, I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so death number two is death by choking on a taco. Right. And death number three. And remember that this is not who died uh, the, the, the the stupidest or whatever the fuck. It's whatever criteria you're going to make it. Yeah. You're the sole judge on this and jury on this. Mm-hmm. And then death number three takes us to Marathon, Florida. Right. Where a Maryland woman was killed. Running. No. Oh. Uh, her name was Sydney Terriol. Okay. And she died of asphyxia. She choked to death, much like our second person. And she was staying at the Pelican RV Resort Marina in Grassy Key, Florida. And she forgot her key. She couldn't find her key. Well, it was on the grass. Yeah, well, the grass wouldn't have been too tall. It was too dark. She couldn't find it. Mm. So she tried to sneak back into her room through a window. Mm -hmm. It was off the first floor, so she climbed up a fire escape. And she was trying to climb through the window. But it was one of those double windows. It was like a middle part in between the two panes. Was it a double window and a double wide? I don't think it's. I don't think it was actually like RV oh. hotels. Like you would park your RV and stay in a hotel. Oh, and or you could park. There's places to park, but there's also hotel rooms. So there's a. She gets caught in between the two windows, and it reminds me of uh, when uh, when Winnie the Pooh got stuck in the hole. Yeah, and isn't that when they brought in the beaver the, yeah. to blow it up or something? Was that what? The, I, I know that the, something it had something to do with honey. Yeah, it was trying to get the honey. He wanted a smackerel of honey. Hmm. Mm. Well, she wanted to get back into her hotel room. That's not the same as wanting a smackerel of honey, but I just want to say the word smackerel, mm-hmm. and I don't blame you. Uh, she wound up getting caught between the two windows. It was a double pane window, mm. and she uh, was it a pain, a pain in the ass? No, it was uh, more that she could not breathe right. and succumb to that pain in the lungs. Pain in the lungs. Yes. So death number one right. is the death by exercise. Yeah. Death number two is death by taco. Okay. And death number three is death by window. I ask you. Jackson Wells, yeah. who died the worst. All right, this is tough. This is actually a tough week. Um, because, uh, I, well, first of all, I woke up really, like, oh, we're not talking about. Oh, you're not talking my, about your week overall. My week overall. These people had worse weeks when they died, so. Their weeks could have started out great, yeah. as far as we but know. But then they died. And that then makes they it died. Really then bad. it ended bad, but yeah. it could have started great. We it don't know really, how. We don't know how. Like the week went. It ended really bad. It sure. ended bad enough that I think it ends bad. Not it dis- makes it bad. Not going to dispute that. Right. But overall, the week could have been great. They could have. Well, the one was on vacation at least. And the other was at a baseball game. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. The other like, one needed water, so maybe his wasn't going. His so well. probably wasn't yeah. good, so good. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to eliminate. Uh, what was number two? Number two was the baseball game, the taco choking guy. Yeah. We're going to eliminate that guy. Okay. I'm going to eliminate him. Mm-hmm. First of all, you don't need to fucking... You're out. You don't need to be told that eating a lot of ch- tacos fast, mm-hmm. you could possibly choke. I have choked on a Dorito before. I don't doubt it. Yeah. But here's... here's Okay, let, let you want to throw me under the bus? Let me, let me throw you under the bus. Mm-hmm. All right? This is rare. Never get to do this. Nah, never. Uh, you deserve it, though. I don't. Um, you inhale food. I've always yelled at you about eating too fast. Better than exhaling food. 
Which you do that too. Though. I I know you XL food. How do you figure? Who throws up more, me or you? That's not exhaling though. No, that's not exhaling food. No. I call throwing up exhaling food. Oh, sorry, I had fucking cancer. You were throwing up before that. I was throwing up before I had cancer? Yes. When? Like, in the late 90s? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? Are you talking about, like, once or twice a year from being sick? Or are you talking about the, the, the throwing up after eating? I was talking about your... You're up there. Your mom and your stepdad's wedding. First of all, that was in the 2000s. And, oh, excuse me. And that was because I drank two bottles of slow gin. <laughs> and then you throw pink stuff in my backyard. Yeah, that was the slow gin mixed with whatever else. I was just drinking a lot of shit that day. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. See, I've successfully turned the tables on you now. No, you didn't. Oh. You're, just, you're just a bully. Oh. Yeah, you're just a big bully. Um... You know, you, 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 you're told as a kid, chew your food thor- thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Not you, obviously. <laughs> your mom never taught you. Uh, but most parents teach their kids, hey, chew your food thoroughly. Like, slow the fuck down when you're eating. Right? Most parents teach their kids to do that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you could possibly choke. Right? Also, they tell you're supposed to chew so much, and it has something to do with, like, uh, your brain send it like, or your your brain sending shit to your stomach, or your stomach send it. It's something your brain sends things to other places. It's getting sent from mm. your stomach to your brain, or vice versa. Either way, it's it's you're supposed to. It's it has to do with, you know, uh, making your 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 brain think that you're fucking full, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to chew so much. Uh, we know not to chew so fucking or not to eat so fast, so. But but when you're eating tacos, right? Yeah, and I believe these were hard tacos too, which is right. And you get those dangerous. you get those pieces that are like, like jagged edges. Yeah, yeah, like right, like stuck in your throat or whatever. Uh, you just know that this is it's it's a recipe for disaster, right? Literally, and yeah, disaster struck. Um, so he's out. He's out. I, I don't. Yeah, like so we're down to. But but uh, he's out because because yeah he choked. Is it bad? But it's all bad, right? Yeah, every it's all bad. Yes. There's no who died the best here. We've never done who died the best. Though we should try it one day. Maybe, maybe like a, we have an April Fool's Day episode next week. You keep year. saying that. I don't want April Fool's. How about uh, June Fool's? June Fool's. Um, yeah, because everybody, everybody expects April Fool's. Yeah. We should do June Fool's because nobody expected yeah. it. Fuck you. Look, we're doing it now. Yeah. It's not June. No. no. Um, That's the fooling part. Though, is it bad? It's tough because it's like, well, well, technically he died the worst. Uh, did he though it's up to me to decide it is what, what, what is a fucking worse death uh uh and, and with that said i'm gonna have to eliminate number three okay the window girl so so i do this sometimes sometimes i go yeah technically you were the worst it was the worst death but i don't like you because you did something stupid and you brought it upon yourself mm-hmm. um and I I take that into consideration too. So, uh, what is a more fucked up way to die? For you, I think a lot of times it's who deserved their death the least, because you have to factor that in, right? To to who died literally. What are all the worst conditions? Is it just a worse death, or is it, or do the conditions factor in too? Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. So, 
that lady just there's something stupid uh, some fuck I, I don't know i she went into pooed herself oh bother um like i don't know man why couldn't what how did she die she got she, stuck she got stuck in between the two windows and she basically ran out of air and now how did she get because she lost her key yeah so she was trying to sneak back in through the window where was she at a uh, motel in florida who was she with i don't know if she was with anyone i think she may have been by herself so she's by herself why didn't she just go to the fucking front that would have been a smarter thing to why do. didn't you just go to think and be like hey i locked myself out i'm gonna guess she may have i, I don't know this but maybe she, and if she got stuck she's probably a heavy woman right i don't think so i've seen pictures of her she was not she wasn't a heavy woman i don't think so and no. she got stuck how yeah. fucking tiny were these windows i don't know but if you if okay if you're gonna get stuck in a window you probably could look at the window and go yeah i probably i probably get stuck in that window yeah right mm-hmm. like uh, our windows here in this house right okay I think these are these ones where there's like a window and then there's another window and there's a space in between. And she got like caught in the Dave space. Like Dave Matthews? Yeah. Oh. She got caught in the space between. <laughs> okay. This... I, I don't like that song, by the way. Yeah. I like Crush, which she got. Um, she got crushed. She just... She, it, she Did the window she, crash into her? No. Hmm. She marched in there like an ant. Right. Well, she crawled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've exhausted all of our Dave Matthews references. Yeah, I did it. You have more? No, I did it as a Dave Matthews. Oh, you, damn it. I don't even know that one. We did it too much, though. Yeah. Too much. Too much. Too much to say. So, so the number one is going to be, the winner is going to be number one, as you said. You did call your shots. Yeah, I called my shot. Yeah. And the reason for that one is, is like, look, that dude went out for water. Yeah, of course he broke a rule. You'd be like, well, he, you know, if he didn't go out for that water. Like, does he not have water in his fucking house? I guess not. Oh, well, it's the Philippines. Maybe the, maybe it doesn't have running water. But he went out for water. Um, I guess he didn't figure he was going to have to do 300 fucking squats that, yeah. that apparently killed him. Killed him somehow. Yeah. Uh, maybe exhaustion. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. what that, that That's a real shitty way to die. That's a it real. Is, yeah. Like, you, you go out for a water and then you end up dead. Mm hmm. And then you wind up being part of a very elite club, just a few hundred or just a little over a hundred people in it of the people who have been the winners of who died the worst. Yeah. So congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm sure you're happy. Yeah. Or you would be if you were alive. Yeah. So that's, that's my, that's my pick. Look, if you, if you disagree with it, let us know. Yeah. Look, if you disagree with anything I've said and, and by me, I mean, Jackson Wells, the character, the character, right. Anything that I say that you disagree with, by the way. That's Jackson Wells. He's a character. Yeah. If you agree with him, it's Jackson Wells. The character. You agree with the character. Yeah. That's it. It's never it's never gonna be unless it's something really cool, then then it's the real life Jack. Uh, Jack my, my uh, real name. S and Wells. That's not my name. Oh. That's not my name. That's not my name. Do they call you Stacy? No. Oh. They call me Jackson. Uh yeah, so no. Uh, that is it for our show. Yeah, that um, is not just your name. That is our show for the week. Right. Uh, again, if you have any questions or comments or if you go, hey, you know what? I This is why I think it should have been number two or number three mm-hmm. or whatever. Fucking email us and let us know it. Reach out to us on social media. Yeah. Email us at, uh, at murdermydude at gmail.com. Uh, reach out at, uh, on social media. Um, I don't know why. I'm all of a sudden becoming Barack Obama. 
There you go. Uh, and uh, and also, I want you to check out our other show, Pedantic. Uh, P-O-D-A-N-T-I-C, right? P-O-D-A-N? Yes. Okay. I was making sure I spelled that right. Um, and check that out. And we, what, what was the other thing we we're going to talk about? What was it? We said it earlier. Oh, unpedantic. Yeah, I wrote down one of them, uh, but I I have to go actually go back and listen to the the show to get the other one. I know we're going to be talking about the uh, varmint, the origin of varmint. Varmint. Yeah, and I have to go back to the. Uh, oh, to... it was it was a saying like. Yeah, I have to go. I'll go back and listen to the tape. Okay, <laughs> go back. He's gonna. I'm gonna run through the game. He's gonna consult the tape. Yeah, uh, and I know one we. I don't think we ever did was Plum Tuckered, right? That we are gonna talk about next week as well. Yeah. Oh, we are gonna do Plum Tuckered. Plum Tuckered, yes. Okay, yeah. When you're all tuckered out. Yeah. If you have any cool fucking idioms, why'd you just say it like that? What idioms? Idiot. You said idiot. You, you idiot. You idiom. <laughs> Um, if you have any cool idioms that uh, that you want us to to talk about, let us know. Email us at sopedantic at gmail.com. Yes, for that show. That yeah. would be sopedantic at gmail.com. Yeah. And that'll be next week. And after that, it'll be us again. And just a little teaser, our next episode here, mm. we're going to be dipping into something I love. Ice cream. No. Cheese. Uh, they will, blood. They will, I don't love blood. No. Uh, we'll be dipping into cons, uh, a con artist. Ah, yeah. yeah. That, that is probably your favorite genre. I love con movies. This is actually somebody we talked about on a show back in season four mm. in passing. We talked about him in the Walter Liggett episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about William Randolph Soapy Smith Jr. I thought you were going to say Hearst. No. Uh, I don't, now, now I don't think it's William Randolph because you said that because it is William Randolph Hearst. I think I got his name wrong. I'm almost positive I got his his name wrong. Oh, I was like, damn! There's just a lot of William Randolphs. I'm I'm very very Jefferson. Sorry, Jefferson Randolph Soapy Smith Jr. or the second. Sorry, Jefferson Randolph Smith the second. You can't get anything right about this guy's name. Poor I can't. Guy. I, 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 I this is why I have to do two weeks between shows now because I have to get I have to get names right. It, that William Hirons thing I was shook gonna me say, so much that I have to make sure I get everything right. Now we have to take two weeks. He, so to throw you under the bus. You, uh, I think it was uh, for pedantic. You were like, and you, you're sure that it's, it was whatever we did last week. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Stratemeyer. Stratemeyer, yeah. right. And you were like, and it's Stratemeyer, right? And I'm like, yeah. You're like, okay, because I don't want another Hyron thing. <laughs> we don't want another William Hyron situation. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm permanently scarred. And I'm like, I kind of want a Hyron <laughs> situation to happen. I don't. Because it's fun. It's fun, but it's bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's fun. Um, Jefferson Randolph Smith II. So it's, it's it's funny, real quick before uh, before we go. Your your favorite uh, are con movies. You like cons and mm-hmm. heists. Yeah, I am definitely a fucking whodunit fan. Me too. That's another one of my big favorites. The, if if they're I like Clue, Murder by Death. As a matter of fact, last night I was watching uh, another Neil Simon movie, which had a lot of the people from Murder by Death. Oh, cool. Yeah, had um. Uh, Peter Falk, mm-hmm. Eileen Brennan, uh, oh gosh, James Coco, mm-hmm. who was, who he was in it. Uh, they, they, they were all in, it was, uh, the cheap detective. Okay. Have you I heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah. So it's very funny. I think it's so, it's silly, but it's funny. Right. Uh, and it's, it's, it's funny because another Madeline Kahn was also, I love Madeline Kahn in this. She's the best. But where's Madeline Kahn and Eileen Brennan? Where are they in together? 
It's Clue. Clue. Yeah. I don't like, holy shit. So two people from, uh, oh, wait a minute. Are they both in Murder by Death? I know Eileen Brennan is. It's so tough because yeah. a, a, a bunch of the people from, or a couple people from Clue are in Murder by Death and, and this movie. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Murder by Death, Clue, Knives Out is a, is a, is one that I, I kind of struggled with. But I think it was one of those, like, you ever watch a movie and you're like, eh, this doesn't do it for it. But then you watch it again for some reason. And mm-hmm. then you're like, what the fuck? What, what didn't I see about that? Right. Yeah. When I watch Knives Out, I'm like, because people are raving. I was a big fan. Raving over Knives Out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't see it. I, I just, I'm not getting it. But it, maybe I just wasn't in the right mood. I was a fan. I have to watch. I know. You just said mm-hmm. that. Uh, I have to watch that again. Um. But I love movies. Like I love a fucking good whodunit, especially like if it takes place in like a mansion, like uh, yeah. and then there were none, which yeah. is Ten Little Indians, uh, the Agatha Christie uh, book, which you know has been adapted uh, to films. Um, Murder on the Orient Express, any kind of Agatha Christie yes. story that that's been a- a- adapted to Death on the Nile. I think it's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, the Kenneth uh, Kenneth Branagh as uh, Hercule Poirot. Uh, Poirot. Um, not my favorite. No, he's not the best. No, Suchet is the best. He is by far the best. Yeah. Anyway, I like that shit. Uh, they're my favorite type type of movies. I I do like good com movies though. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Matchstick Men. Yeah. Right. Um, The Spanish Prisoner. I never. I've never seen it. The Sting. <sighs> I think I've seen a little bit of The Sting. House of Games is very good. I've never seen I'm, it. Dave, well, I'm just going through all the David Mamet ones. There's there's some very good con movies. Mamet. The Brothers Bloom. Oh, great movie. I love the I love the Brothers Bloom. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. So that'll that'll tie it all up. And then there's always one thing to say at the end here, and that is that we will see you next time with more murder. My dude. How many times did we do that thing? One, two, three, three.